up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out another edition of the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. The host site is March4th.podbean.com. The link tree to all my stuff is in the podcast description. Y'all made it here, so you found me somehow. And I truly appreciate everybody taking time out of their day to listen to me in their eardrums and get a little bit of inspiration and perseverance and moving forward with March 4th. I'm pumped, man. It is opening week of the NFL football season. I'm really excited. Just had my fantasy league draft last night as of recording this episode. It's actually Labor Day weekend when I'm doing the intro and close to this show. So hope everybody has had a nice three-day weekend by the time you're listening to this. I know it's always tough getting back into the work week after you've had an extra day off. But the nice thing is it's such a short week. Um, But yeah, man, I've been in the same fantasy league now for... Gosh, probably almost a decade, and I've never freaking won. So it's like, Mike, why do you keep doing it? Because I love it, man. I absolutely love it with my big brother, Brandon. Shout out, Brandon. I love you. And uh, it's it's a pretty competitive league, man. First place is 800 bucks. It's a $100 buy-in, so everybody takes it pretty seriously. It's a 12-team league. I know this is going to mean nothing to anybody who doesn't watch or care about football, but just bear with me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, and, and actually that's a, a good point is even if you don't really enjoy sports – um, maybe you like, you know, betting and whatever to make things interesting. Fantasy football is really fun because you just basically compile an all-star team and hopefully you're good at working at waiver wire. But I feel like every year, man, you know, football is a brutal game. People get injured. Um, you, there's different strategies you can take, but I really like my squad. Jamar Chase is my guy. I'm rolling with him. I also got AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard. So for you Philly fans listening, I know Danny Nono is probably checking this one out, and I'm pretty sure he's a big Philly guy. So I'm rolling with those dudes, man. Uh, but I, I liked my draft. That was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, my beloved Notre Dame fighting Irish fell to the Ohio State Buckeyes this weekend, which was expected. Uh, nobody was really expecting them to win. Maybe there were a few people in South Bend who had some money to burn or Notre Dame alumni who had some money to burn, who who thought that they, they might win. I thought they would keep it close. I actually thought it was going to be a higher scoring game. I told my buddy I thought it was going to be like 31-26, that Notre Dame would keep it within four or five points. That 18-point spread was crazy to me. I was like, that's bananas. There's no way they're going to go into the shoe and just roll over like that. And they did. They kept it really close. I was really disappointed in the uh, – I'm going to armchair quarterback it now because I haven't played – organized football since I was 14. So for anybody keeping score at home, that was 20 years ago. But I will say I was really disappointed at the end of the third quarter. I think it was third and 11 and Notre Dame sends the house as far as both of their safeties blitzing. I just did not understand it at that point in the game. You had the crowd tense. It's third and 11. You're up. And, uh, you know, CJ Stroud's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. and He just ate them alive on that play having nobody on the back end in single coverage and boom, now it's 14 to 10. There's all this momentum going into the fourth quarter. And I just feel like that was all she wrote. Now, granted, I think most games don't happen um, in terms of the outcome. They don't come down to just one play, but I did feel like that was a big gamble for them right there. And I didn't understand it because they had really taken away 
the big play from Ohio State most of the game. Unfortunately, one of Ohio State's uh, best players, Heisman candidate, went down um, in the first half and didn't really come back. He, I think he tried to come out for one more series, and he, he you know, was on the sidelines after that. So anyway, but it was, it was a great college football weekend. Excuse me. And again, I know for you sports fans, this won't mean anything, but it's just an exciting time of the year for me. I love the fall. Uh, I love football, college football, pro football, and uh, the league with my brother, everybody talking smack. I usually stay pretty quiet, but um, I'm a big fan of my fantasy team name this year too, Bruce Schwingstein, which uh, I stole that from uh, from this meme account that I follow. I thought it was hilarious. And uh, so that's my fantasy team name this year. But I'm just jazzed, man. It's, it's a great time of the year. And then before you know it, hockey's going to be starting. Um, basketball is going to be starting with college and pro. I'm a, I'm a huge NBA guy. Love my Detroit Pistons, although I'm a little scared now because the Cleveland Cavaliers swooped in and, and got Donovan Mitchell in what I thought was a heck of a trade. I mean, they gave up a lot of draft picks, but your core now in Cleveland is going to be unbelievable uh, for the next four or five years if those guys stay healthy, man. So, um, But I still I still love my guys in Detroit, man, with Motorcade, Jaden Ivey, I'm just, you know, Sadiq Bay. They've got a great young core, man. I'm just really looking forward. They brought in Duran from Memphis, who I think is just going to be a great defensive presence and offensively is just going to be one of those guys that cleans the glass as well and, and, and extends possession. So I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. It's, uh, oops, see, I'm getting so excited. I'm like breaking stuff, guys. But, uh, but yeah, it's a great time of the year. And I'm also, I'm starting a new workout program, trying to get my body back to where I would like it to be. You know, because I think, you know, let's be honest, we all watch the Marvel movies, we all watch the superhero movies, and, I, and I'm and i sure there's parts of people out there who are like, man, wouldn't it be cool to look like that once in my life? And here's the thing, guys, I'm not going to ever look like that because I don't have the budget to eat like 8,000 calories a day with my metabolism <laughs> to just get shredded. Um, but I, I just, you know, at 34, I'm just maintaining, you know what I'm saying? I just... I want to feel good. I want to look good in a bathing suit. That's like my motivation to stay fit. You know what I mean? It's it's pretty, uh, maybe that sounds vain, but uh, it does help my mental health. And I was just like, man, I got to switch it up. I've been exercising. I've been staying in shape. It's been great therapy for me with everything I've gone through in the last year plus. But your body gets used to stuff. So I started a new program last week and I didn't like it. You know, I'm not good with the combo stuff. You know, we're going to twist here and then we're going to do this. And then five seconds later, we're going to do this and lift this and you know, it's like I feel stuff burning and popping. I'm like, I don't think that's good, man. I like I like isolating muscle groups, you know what I mean, and, and focusing on one thing at a time and building it up. I'm older. I'm slower. You know what I mean? I can't be running around and jumping off of stuff. I'm not changing for, you know, or training for, a, you know, American Ninja Warrior here. You know, I'm 34. I just want my bird legs. They've carried me this far. I want them to get me you know, into my 80s, you know what I'm saying? So anywho, um, I've got a lot of energy. I worked out this morning. I'm pumped about football and I'm pumped about this episode and I'm pumped about the future of this show. One thing that I've harped on on this show that I'm really grateful for is that I've been able to come into contact with a lot of great people via social media. You know, Instagram has really been a great gateway, not only for guests and content on this show, but more importantly, just building relationships with people other like-minded up-and-coming creators and um, it's been it's been really really awesome over these last two plus years you know for for me to be on Instagram and be able to connect with so many wonderful people and one of those people is the aforementioned Danny Nono of Big Eleanor Records he's a guy that reached out to me 
and um, got in touch with me. Gosh, that was probably, was it the end of last year, beginning of this year? And we got in touch and we did an episode together. So please check out that and, and learn more about him. And he's an incredible drummer and just a guy who's a real DIY visionary dude, man. And he's really doing his thing with Big Eleanor Records. And he hit me up um, a couple months ago about another artist he's working with and was like, dude, I really think you should check this guy out. And he had actually, the guy he was telling me about was actually on my radar last year uh, with his release, Mariana, and I really dug it. And that is this week's guest. He is none other than Shaw Calhoun. He's a rapper from Silver Spring, Maryland. And if you're into like boom bap, if you like like the 90s rap, and, and really if you just like cool beats, like Shaw is your guy. I really enjoy what this dude is doing just his his style behind the mic, his beats. It's the way I would describe it is it's almost like um, like old school cinematicy. Um, just uh, the the instrumentation. It's 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 very unique. I would say compared to a lot of the stuff that's going on right now in hip hop, or at least the stuff that's been on my radar in hip hop. And I think that's where Shaw can really carve out his lane, man. Um, I, I like I said, Mariana came onto my radar last year. When um, Danny got in touch with me, I checked that out, really dug it. But Shaw came onto the scene in 2019 with The Outlook. I really enjoyed Perspective and Majors off of that. And since then, he's released The Rudy Tape. He's released Mariana. He's released Goat Cheese. And his latest release, which just came out in April, is his EP, My Regards, which has a cool floral theme. There's, uh, you know, tribute to his mother on there, just really good stuff. Um, some of my favorites from my regards are Black Beauties for Cecilia, the first track on the record, Edelweiss, I really enjoy. So I'm just a big fan of what this dude is doing. And it was uh, a good conversation that we had. He's a guy that comes from an athletic background. And as you guys will hear, has appreciated hip hop since his youth. And we're about the same age. So it was kind of cool to talk to him about just hip hop through the years and what got him into it. And how he really started from the bottom and loved it so much that he he was really just getting into the scene and you know wanting to learn every step along the way before he's doing what he's doing now and like I said he's coming out swinging man again if you love boom bap if you love guys who are spitters behind the mic and you like cool unique beats that are different from a lot of the stuff I would say that's in the mainstream zeitgeist right now Shaw is your guy so without further ado I'm gonna shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Shaw Calhoun here it is. But yeah, okay. Sean, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to do the show, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be on, for sure. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, doing doing my homework before this, even though it's not really homework because I love doing this stuff, man. Like you've got an interesting background, and and over the last few years, you've really, really focused on the music a lot. But I know you were doing ciphers before that, and rap. Yeah, I was. was yeah, cipher. I was, yes, in the beginning, I was just doing ciphers, and then being a roadie for my guy because he started to jump new shows. My guy Lois Sand, shoutouts to him. You know what I'm saying? So I was like his roadie. Handling his merch and all that, working the merch table and all stuff like that, just soaking up the experience, just being a sponge, just being around it. Because he knew back then I wanted to be a part of it. So, yeah. So take me back a little bit, man. So you're originally from—is it Silver Spring, Maryland? That's that's your home. Yeah, yeah, your yeah, home base, Silver Spring, Maryland. Yeah, yes, sir. 
So talk to me a little bit about, I know you're, you're a former athlete. Did you play, was it, was it King's College? Is that where you played? Yeah, I played at King's College, played football, played football there, played tailback. It was there for two years. Then, uh, you know, something happened to where I didn't have to leave. So, okay. and ever since then, pretty much, because I always rapped. Even during high school, I just never told anybody. So pretty much after the, the, the fiasco with football in King's College and whatnot, that's when I picked back up on just writing and then just jumping and just starting out with Cyphers and being a roadie, you know, putting my pride to the side. And just soaking in all the experience. I really didn't have pride, really. I just wanted to be a part of it. So I was happy to do it. Even though I was getting bags and handling merch and all this other stuff and getting water for dudes. I was just happy to be there, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I think I think that's a good message to pass on to people is not being afraid to start from from that the the bottom, you know what I mean? Start at the ground level and really soak up as much experience as you can. But so talk to me about growing up in Silver Spring, man, because um, it sounds like obviously you have an athletic background. So you were playing football, basketball, uh, like just yeah, football, fo- football and basketball was the major sports. I mean, I could play a little baseball, I could do a little soccer, but mainly it was football and basketball was the main sport. Okay, okay. So who and I saw your 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 top five athletes, or at least or top five basketball players rather were were Matt, right. Mike, Mello, Barkley, and Ewing. And I was like, okay, so he likes. He likes guys who have that that toughness, and then and then I saw your top five rappers were Nas, Raekwon, Rakim, Inspector Deck, and Jadakiss. So, and it kind of made sense when I was listening to your music because, you know, I, I don't know if old school is the right word, but I mean, it's definitely from a lyrical standpoint, it's it's different than a lot of the stuff I feel like that's in the mainstream right now. And I do feel like when I think back to like early '90s, mid '90s, I think you'd fit right in with that with that time period. So. So just tell me about the music as far as, um, you know, rap kind of sounding like it's always been there. And then, like you said, you've made it more the focal point these last few years. But but growing up, what was what was the first music that really hit you, man? Like, was it was it something that was in your in your household? Like, talk to me about kind of your vibe. Well, well, growing up, always growing up, always got the best of both worlds. You know what I'm saying? That mainly like the 90s and whatnot. So like, for example, like uh, Big Papa, the song would come on. My father would right there and call out the samples. So that made me want to go listen to the samples. So that's how I got hip to the Ozzy Brothers. So it was always like that, like back and forth, back and forth. You know what I mean? So I always had like, because my father, he was a big 70s dude. He collect vinyl. My mother, she was a little bit, she was more current. So a lot of current like R&B, like the Jodeci's, the new editions, Boys the Man and stuff like that. And my father was more like the Earth, Wind & Fire, Stylistics, the Barcades. Uh, Teddy Pendergrass, Hell Melvin and the Blue Notes, like you name it. That's he had like every album. So that's pretty much where I got my my major influence. But then for me personally, like when it came to rap, what's funny was at first I was a West Coast fan, okay. hard West Coast fan. Yeah, yeah. Like I love Death Row. This is when like I didn't even think about becoming a rapper. I was just a fan, so I loved like you know Death Row. You know, MC Compton's Most Wanted, Spice One. Like, I was a big West Coast fan. And then um, it kind of shifted. It kind of shifted because I felt like I listened to every, listened to everyone on the West Coast side, so I kind of needed something new. And pretty much that was, like, at the start of, like, the you know, between Nas and Jay-Z. So, yeah, pretty much at that point, you had to, like, choose, like, who was you, like, rooting for? So I, <laughs> something told me to listen to Nas first. And since then, I've been a Nas fan ever since. Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty much when it switched it when it jumped. So basically I started with Nas and then it made me move to Mob Deep and Capone and more. Yeah, like a like as far as the barrels, I'm a big Queensbridge fan. You know what I'm saying? Even though I'm not from there, but like I'm a big fan of the whole Queensbridge 
music scene during that time during the 90s yeah for sure yeah, and and we were talking before the jump. We're we're about the same age because I graduated high school '06. You were '07, so that yeah. means, so so. How old were you when we when you were really starting to get into Nas and go into that direction, like you said, with Mob Deep and the rest of those guys? I said about junior high school, seventh grade, okay. pretty much seventh grade. Yeah, okay, seventh grade. That's when yeah, that's when the switch had turned. You know what I mean? I was a big West Coast fan, and then all of a sudden it started from the East Coast, and then because you know um. I don't want to date back, but you know, like uh, the, the podcast, right? Rap Radar, uh, they had a guru on there. He would just talk about like how his son would just like after he took his son to go see Straight Outta Compton. After that, he was just like all expired and then listen to like you know all NWA music. I was similar that way, but I was like more influenced off of like biographies and you know behind the music, the MTV ultrasound and stuff like that. That would maybe go go back. I remember it was this one show, it's one called Driven. And I watched that with Outkast. And that one made me want to go dig into Outkast. You know what I'm saying? So from there, I pretty much jumped down. So I, I bounced around all everywhere, man. <laughs> to be honest with you, long story comes short. You know, start doing, listening to Goody Mob, Organized Noise, then 8-Ball MJG, then UGK. So I pretty much have like a, a regional, all-around regional influence, I'll say. That's cool. So it sounds like beyond just the music, you were really interested in how they got to where they were, like the story behind the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, how they go from album to album, what was their whole approach from this album and then the second album and third album, you know what I mean? Like, what was they facing? If they was facing any adversities, well, pretty much, but yeah, I was basically drawn into that story, yeah. Who Whose story in particular, Shaw, do you feel like... Um, you found the most inspiring as you were getting into that or or if you can't if you can't name one like a, a handful of artists that you thought wow like where they came from and where they ended up it was really powerful to you as far as something to to look up to or aspire to i'll say to be honest with you i'll say wu-tang like specifically got ghostface story like i kind of had like a similar to where he's he's raising his two brothers you know even though they had a condition me i didn't have any siblings but for a good part of the time I was watching my uncle and my grandmother. You know, my uncle, he's a diabetic and his leg was amputated. And my, my, my grandmother, she was getting up the age. So I pretty much had to hold the fort down for a pretty long time. So, so I kind of like resonate with that story. And then also he took bullets to the neck. You know what I'm saying? Like in part of getting to where they got to, that's a huge sacrifice for the team. So I definitely was gravitated towards that. And then as you were, like you said, going through sports, getting into music, um, you know, you mentioned, and I know you, <clears throat> excuse me, talked about in other shows too. And like I said, I don't want to make you repeat yourself in terms of other, other episodes, but you know, in terms of Cypher and when, when do you feel like Shaw that did, when did that ability kind of reveal itself to you? Cause you mentioned like gaining your confidence and you, you know, you did, you did, you were into rap, but you didn't really tell anybody that like you were kind of doing it. Like when did, when did it really, was there kind of like an aha moment for you that made you think like, Okay, if this is something that I want to pursue one day, I know I can do this. Like when did when did the cipher? Oh, okay. Uh, 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 like before before I got to the cipher point, you know, I was just writing and, and keeping it to myself. But I said eventually I'm not gonna rap for somebody, so I just did it in front of my boy, and I rapped for the first time, and he just dropped his jaw. See, I'm like, wow, really? Like, <laughs> I mean, you like you said, yeah. And then after that, a couple of people thought I was like saying somebody else's rap. I said, nah, this, this, this is my stuff. Like, <laughs> I've gotten that a couple of times. And what's funny was people said, like, oh, what I got that from Nas or something like that. I said, nah, this, like, this, is, this is my pen. 
<laughs> I'm just, you know what I'm saying, to show you, tell you what you think of right now. And they said, yeah, go for it. And then from there, that's when I started jumping in the cycles. Right around that time, that's when my guy had reached out to me. Just off of the simple fact that he saw that I posted a lot of Wu-Tang stuff. So he was a big Wu-Tang fan as well. So he just was like, hey, man, you know, I have like a whole come back to the crib. I have like a studio in there. A lot of other artists be in there working and this and the third. Just want you to come out and just get an experience. And then that's when I started to go by. And that's when the cypher started happening. So he just had cyphers like every weekend. At first, it was about, it was every weekend, and it just turned into every day because a lot, a lot of us wasn't working back then, so <laughs> that was the chill out spot during the day. <laughs> yeah, and and I think it's like anything, right? Experience is is the best teacher, and there's there's nothing like actually just getting your hands dirty and doing it. I mean, like, and I think for you, that correct me if I'm wrong, but that probably had to feel pretty good, right? The first time you really start to get on the mic and do it in front of people, and they're fans of hip hop, and they go, "Oh, that's that's you. That's not somebody else that you're talking about." Like that's it's like I gotta imagine that was great for your confidence, man. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm on to something. I'm definitely on to something. And then, you know, like I had got the ciphers down packed and did my thing down packed, but it turns from just me recording and getting into the booth and me recording with a microphone. That was a long process. That took a while. And like, the reason why I took a while because each time I went and I failed, it just like shot my confidence into where I like I don't even want to walk in there. <laughs> so I just spent months on months. Even years sometimes before I like, like, you know what I'm saying, before I even like not record. But then, you know, I said, I can't shy away from it. This is something that I really want to do. So I had to just keep at it and keep going to it, keep going to it and then get past the whole, like, you know, hearing yourself and you don't believe in yourself. Because, you, know, you know, when you first see yourself, you don't sound like who you've been like record, like who you've been listening to, like idolizing and whatnot. You don't sound neither one of them, but, you know, you got to work past that. And that's what I did, man. So I'm glad I didn't give up. Yeah, me too. And so are your fans out there, man. Um, and, and, yeah. I, and I relate to that in terms of recording on the mic, because I remember like when I first started doing the uh, high school games and stuff like I was telling you about before we hit record, you know, doing broadcasting back in the day, the way your voice actually sounds isn't the way it sounds in your head either. You right. know, in terms of like how you sound, I'm like, that's my voice. Like it, it took me a while to really get used to uh listening to my voice or even seeing myself on TV. And, and a lot of times I didn't watch myself, but, but when I started doing podcasting, like even to this day, I listen back on conversations. Cause I'm like, how can I get better? How can I be a better listener? How can I, how can I answer better questions? So just relating to you from that standpoint. Yeah, man, it's, um, and, and a lot of it is the belief in yourself and then putting the time in to go, okay, how can I actually get better? How can I, yeah, like fix it. You know, you know what I mean? Fix it. Yeah, it definitely was a long process. So, but it was worth so, it. It was worth it because after a while, I just was like, man, forget it. I'm here to perfect my craft and sound better on records, and that's what I'm here to do. So, I mean, I spent countless times in the bathroom using the, the you know the cue sticks in the bathroom, recording myself on the phone. I record myself on the phone, then I play the instrumental off my iPad, just doing that, just hearing that back, and that that helped me out a lot. So the the outlook that was 2019, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First EP, first EP. And and when I listen to that, man, my my two favorites off of that are perspective and majors. I feel like perspective mm -hmm. almost is like a is almost like a mission statement from you. Like listening to to your whole catalog uh, and to get people right. up to speed. You've you've had the outlook in 2019, uh, the Rudy tape in 2020. Then you had Mariana, and then so far in in 2022, you've had um goat cheese and my regards which my regards is the latest one and i, I want to touch on those with you but but the outlook i mean that 
perspective to me almost sounded like a, a mission statement. Like if there were a handful of songs that I could give people from you in, in your catalog and they're like, Oh, what does Shaw sound like? I'm like, well, that's, that's probably the first one I would, I would give them just cause that was the first EP. And I really feel like on that one, it was almost like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost felt like a life story in, in that one song. Yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely was, you know, what was funny was perspective wasn't even going to be perspective. It was going to be a freestyle actually. Uh, I was going to use I was going to use that over I was going to rap over the um, it was the Joey Badass song and then J, J Cole that had then took it and made it a whole different song I was going to grab that up too and just make it and just call it a freestyle because at that point I was doing freestyles you know I have you can catch those on YouTube as well so I had songs like Time Is Not Waiting Streamlight uh, uh, S and T uh, trenches, just me, just, just, just me, just going in. You know what I mean? I was going to use that as a freestyle, but my guy was like, "No, you need to make that a song." And then a producer that I was working with, shout out to New Jerus, I was working with him. He said, "Because uh, he's from the area, so he had played me a beat." He's like, "I played you this beat, but it's like really all over the place because it was originally a part of like a beat contest, and you had to make, you had to show like make like several different beats within the same sample or something like that, basically." So he played it for me, and it was just that the part that you hear that was like like what a fifteen minute snippet, and then he switched to a whole different beat because he had to do different ones. And I said, let me just get that one, add a couple of drums to it, and then just let me just let me run wild. And pretty much that was it. Uh, perspective, and then also too, I love, you know, not only with like rap and whatnot, I have major influence. Also, Gogo has a major influence too. You know, I'm from the area, you know, Silver Spring, Washington, D.C. area. So, you know, I always want to put as much DMV culture in all, any, anything I do as much as possible. You know, I'm from the area, I got to represent. So, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, and I feel like, um, I feel like that whole EP too is just a great kind of kickoff for, for what you've done since, you know, because I, I just feel like your flow, the beat you use, you know, like you said, the influence of the 70s soul, but, but also, I heard um, you were watching a lot of like mob movies and like black exploitation movies, and that that was an influence too. And then once I heard that on on the the podcast episode, um, uh, forgive me for the guys who, who who it was one of I think it might have been your most recent episode. I, I, forgive me, I, the, the name of the podcast is escaping me, but it was a great conversation. But it made sense when I was listening to the music though, because especially with like Mariana and and even your your more uh, your most recent EP, My Regards, like. It kind of it kind of has like a, a cinematic y like driving in the car, almost like it could be like a movie, um, both the mm -hmm. vibe and like even the sounds itself to it, man. And um I just wanted to to ask you about um, you know, putting that in your music. Like you said, obviously you got the best of both worlds growing up with your parents, but was it a conscious decision, Shaw, when you came into this, like, okay, I know a lot of the stuff out there maybe sounds like like it's in this in this box right now, and I don't want to put myself in this box. Or was it just, hey, this is just the stuff that I love the most, so I'm just making the music that I love the most? It, it, it's, it's a combination of both. I don't want to be put in a box, you know what I mean? But but if I am in a box, I, I guess I'll decorate it. But, I mean, I try not to be in a box, even though I don't see myself completely changing, like like in terms of music and whatnot. I love, like, I guess you call it boom bap or underground. I could see myself doing this for a long period of time. I don't see myself doing nothing else. You know I mean, I respect everything else. Don't get me wrong. I respect it. And I enjoy it. I just don't see myself making any other music but this. You know, because I feel like I have a big story. To, I have a lot, of, a lot of stuff to tell, especially mainly stories. I feel like this is perfect within this realm of music, this kind of music, this uh, type of music. 
Yeah, I, I dig it, man, because I think, you know, for me, like I, I moved to Nashville in 2015 and I didn't really grow up listening to a lot of country, but some of the country that I have gotten into, what I appreciate about it <clears throat> is the storytelling aspect to it, you know, and, and it's the same kind of, even though it's the, the music is obviously completely different, you know, coming from like more of a hard rock and metal background, that's just like the stuff that vibes with me the most the rap that I've always appreciated the most was the stuff from like the early and mid nineties. And I don't know, maybe it's just cause I was a kid and like, I grew up in that area era, but, um, but rap didn't really start to hit me until I was probably kind of about the same, like junior high. I just remember that whole Atlanta scene. I would come home and watch TRL with my sister. And at that time, Nelly was like one of the biggest rap rappers on the planet. Um, right. Anconio came out, I think was a 2000, 2001. So that's when rap really was coming on on my radar, probably because I was too young when the whole East Coast, West Coast thing was going on. I was only like, I mean, 1997, I was nine years old when when Biggie died. So, you know, that was a little bit before before I really. Started. I mean, I was I mean, I was around. I was I was still young, but I still remember that because, you know, MTV News, like, you know, like the snippet, you know, during commercial break, that was like everything. I mean, I didn't know about the whole Pacifics, like what you know now, but I kind of definitely knew there was tension back then, even as even as an early age. Yeah, you know I mean, I was I was definitely like like heavy heavily in the rap during that time, even though I, like my parents didn't trust me with disc and whatnot because I was a kid, but I still you know watched the rap cities and the yellow city raps and stuff like that. So, so you so so even when you're real real little before you really started, it was it was on your radar. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And I, and I remember, um, gosh, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember the name of the single. Um, there's a Snoop Dogg music video where they're like turning, he's turning into a dog. I'm trying to remember what, what, um, Oh, what's my name? Yeah. Yeah. What's my name? (laughs) Yeah. I remember that video. And then I grew up watching, um, were you a Nickelodeon kid? Like I was a Nickelodeon kid. So Saturday night, you know, you had Keenan and Kel, all that. Yeah. Are you afraid of the dark? And um, man, those those intros was was, was I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Left Eye was rapping on that intro for all of that. She was, yeah, she was, and then Coolio was um, Keenan. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, that, I, love, I love that. I love that intro. <laughs> actually, got uh, and I'm not trying to name job, but actually, I actually got a chance that he, the interview that I did with him in 2011 for Toledo Free Press was one of the things that inspired me to start doing the podcast because he talked to me for like an hour. And if somebody would have, if somebody would have pinched me when I was like 12 years old and be like, Mike, one day when you're 23, you're going to talk on the phone to Coolio for an hour, I'd be, I'd be like, what? You know, but he. He went into the whole story behind Gangster's Paradise, man, and it was it was it was just crazy. It was kind of surreal listening to him talk. But wow. but anyway, yeah, to bring that, that was his big that was his biggest song, man. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. didn't have to do nothing else. He didn't have to do nothing else after that. <laughs> well, you know what's crazy is what he was talking to me about was, um, I think the movie was it's uh, Criminal Minds with Michelle Pfeiffer. Right. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think that was the movie, and and. Um, the way he was telling me the story, it was kind of funny because he he was like, they basically like they approached him for it. And he was like, you know, I don't I don't really totally buy the script. You know, the white lady comes in and like saves saves these kids in this class or whatever in the hood or whatever. But he was like, I he was like, OK, but he I'm, I'm trying to remember the producer. He went to the house and he's told the story to other people. But he's like, I went in there and I heard the beat and he's like, I the pen never left a page. It just like all poured out of me. But then he kind of talked about how it became so big, he he almost didn't like that he wasn't respected for his other music that he made. You know what I mean? So it was 
it was an interesting yeah. conversation from that standpoint, you know, cause he's like, I go to other places around the world and I'm really well respected, but here in the United States, I don't get a ton of love outside of gangster's paradise. So, and I could kind of see that, you know, when you have a song that's that big, then people are going, okay, what are you going to do to top that? You know? Right. Right. That's why I take, I take, uh, that, that's what back to my music, the pattern that I have seen with fans who guys take the time to listen. It's not just one song. We have somebody who has this song, that song. It's not just like not one concert of a group of crowd that like one song. So they like the, the collective, the body of the whole body of work. And that was my mission since day one, is to get that more so. I don't want nobody to just to check for me just for one single. I wanted to check the, the entire body of work. Yeah, and and, and 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 like you said, man, like that I will tell you that the fact that you said that that's what I enjoy about your work too, because I, I think the first thing that I checked out from you when I first got in touch with Danny from Big Eleanor was uh Mariana. Uh, Cause that came out, mm. I think uh, it'll be a year ago, October, I think. Right. It was just about a year. Yeah. yeah. 2020. Yeah. Um, and I loved it, man. And that was the first thing that hit me. You know, you're talking about boom bap and underground. I'm like, this guy's a lyricist, you know what I mean? And his beat. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. That's the ultimate honor, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Exactly what I strive for. Always, always try to push the bar lyrically. Exactly what I try to strive for. That was the whole mission going into Mariana was to just get, to listen and to know I'm very lyrically superior, you know what I mean, than other cats, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Definitely man. was a Yeah, I, I was like I was like this dude, <clears throat> he's a wordsmith and and he's a great storyteller. And so it drew me in right away. So when Danny got in touch with me and was like, man, it'd be great if you can talk to Shaw, I was like, for sure, man. Um and just speaking on that, how did you link up with with Danny and, and Big Eleanor Records, Shaw? Yeah, shout out to my man Danny. No, no, always got to shout him out in every, in every podcast interview I do. Always got to shout him out. But anywho, uh, he came aboard after the release of Rudy Tape. He was just so amazed about it the way how it was pieced together with the skits and the lyrics and whatnot, and then and the beats thirdly. So he pretty much came aboard and just wanted to invest. And me and him have just been, been doing been partners ever since. Yeah, he's and since he, and since he came aboard, like I think, yeah, it just. My career just skyrocketed since he came aboard because he makes a lot of things happen for me. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him. I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, man. He's he's a great guy. And I, I think what he's doing with Big Eleanor and just like getting a chance to talk to him about the the meaning behind him doing that imprint. I, I think even though I'm not a musician like you guys, I think that's something that the three of us share in common, man. It's just, you know, if you want to be good at something, you have to have the passion and the love to do it. You got to put the work in to do it and like this for me doing this podcast, like I have that. So whenever I meet, you know, people like Danny, people like yourself who have that foundation, I feel like there's, there's nowhere you can go, but up from there, you know, if that's your base level, yeah. I love to do this. I want to put the work in, then you you just, you know, you do exactly that, make the music that you love and let the chips fall where they may, you know. And then the ingredients of influence that mesh, it makes sense too. You know, he, he's more, in terms of rap, he's more of like, you know, native tongue. That's his thing up and down native tongue. De La Soul, to, to start off one, you know, De La Soul, and then um, and then also the early 2000s, MF Doom and whatnot, and then Sean Price, that whole era, and I'm a fan of that as well. But even, but, but back to the De La Soul, I'm not really familiar. I I am familiar, I know of him, but I'm not really necessarily, I'm, only thing, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Tribe, but not necessarily with De La. I, mean, I like a couple songs from De La. But I'm more of a Tribe fan than a Daylight fan, you know what I mean? And then, you know, I'm more of a fan of, like, you know, the Nas, AZ, Mob Deep, which which is he's not. So we kind of, like, mash both ideas because, like, when he breaks to the table, it's the creativity 
in terms of the track listing. You know what I mean? It makes it all, makes it all sense. You look at the track listing, all my projects. Since I got with Big Illinois, they all like made sense. All different names as part of the theme that we're wrapping around, that we're making, rap, doing these stories or these visuals all around. So <clears throat> definitely he brings that to the table. Definitely give him big credit with that. Yeah, so to to bring it to your latest EP, My Regards, you know, it's got that floral theme, um, you know, and even like, yeah. you know, the, the song titles like Amaryllis is one of them. Um, you know, mm-hmm. my, my favorites on there, um, I really like Black Beauties for Cecilia. Snapdragon yeah. definitely has that, like, it's it feels like a very specific story. Um, I really, I really love, and then am I saying the last one right, uh, Gladiolus uh, Sage, am I saying that last yeah, one? Yeah, Gladi- Gladiolus Sage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those those were the standouts for me on there, man. But kind of the same thing. It's 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 funny you say that as far as a track listing because again, it, it plays out like a story. I feel like from from front to back with with my regards. Right. Yeah, it's like it's named after different flowers that that we picked out. Like for example, like Black Beauties for Cecilia. It's it, the the second part of the song. That's a dedication to my mom, which is her name, Cecilia, and then the official flower. For the DMV areas, black black beauties for Susan. That's the official flower. So we pretty much knocked out the Susan. She put black beauties for Cecilia, and pretty much that's the reason why those two songs mesh. And then Snapdragon is the whole story behind that. It was it was mainly it was somebody who I know like for sure specifically, but it was like three. It would happen to three different people. I just made it into one person. So pretty much all those three dudes who I know they all had sad stories at the end, but I just made it all into one person. And then it was all like similar upbringings, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they were very athletic, you know what I mean? But they had to do it, they had to do to make choices and whatnot, and then just got dealt a bad hand. It just didn't end up in the right way in the long run. You know, it ended how it should have been. You know, I mean, very sad situation, definitely unfortunate. So definitely had to put that on paper. Man, I'm sorry to hear that, but at the same time, I'm glad you were able to turn a negative into a positive and at least memorialize it in, in a song. You know what I mean? Because I think that's Absolutely. powerful about music, right? It's kind of like our, our sense of smell. You know, it's the most associated with memory. To me, music is like that. Like I can hear a song and it takes me right back to that time period. And Black Beauties, that was one thing I wanted to ask you about because it seemed like a, a conscious choice as far as like, you know, not to give too much away for people who haven't heard the EP, but uh, it's a really dope song because the tempo shifts like right in the middle of it. Like it's a completely different vibe. Right. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, yeah. man, that, like I'm I'm sure it was probably intentional, but that's that's what was really cool about that to me. So yeah, because like my bad to back on back on to that song. That was just my tribute to like where I'm from, my upbringing. You know, the Silver Spring area or DMV area, I'll say, and then also you know saying tribute to my mom. So just all a very tribute song on both sides of the coin. Well, in the time we have left, and thanks again, Shaw. I, I really appreciate you you taking the time to do this podcast, man. I feel like there's there's so much ground we could cover, um, but I do want to be respectful of your time. I definitely want to encourage people to check out your catalog and and start from the beginning. You know, um, start with the outlook and then work your way up to my regards because Shaw's right, man. Like I I feel like the feedback you're getting from your fans that's that's exactly how I feel too. I don't have one favorite song you know like i said i love perspective i love majors black beauty snapdragon like there's there's so many that i could go through but um on this path that you've been on man um and just the theme of this show being perseverance and moving forward and again not taking you to any places you don't want to go but you know you've you've obviously had to persevere you've had to overcome 
you know, and even just finding the confidence in yourself to get behind the mic. You know what I mean? Like, I can't relate to it because I'm not too a, a musician, but I relate to it from even doing this. Like we were talking about, you know, uh, getting better, the sound of your own voice, uh, putting the time in to improve. Like, what are some things that you want to share with listeners, man? And just in terms of, you know, either things that you've gone through in your life that you feel like are, are pretty universal in terms of other things that would help people or just, you know, developing that confidence in yourself to get where you are now that you feel like would translate whatever it is, you know, even if they're not. Yeah, my bad. Uh, to sum it all up into like a couple of words, like the words of the courage and passage to the listeners or anybody so I'm coming that's above me and just never, never give up. Always be relentless. You know what I mean? Like, like you can always take two steps back but you can always take five steps forward. You know what I mean? It's all about learning and, and getting through that. You know what I mean? Uh, anything. You can, adversity is only temporary. It's never, like, permanent. You know what I mean? So just keep, you know what I'm saying, keep keep, keep, keep a nice relationship with the, with the most high. All praises due to him. You know what I'm saying? And then if you take two steps to him, he takes ten steps towards you. And he'll guide you in the right way where he wants you to be. You know what I mean? And you can do whatever you want. You just got to, you know what I'm saying, study, practice, and just learn. Ask questions. Don't be shy. Don't feel like it's not cool to ask questions. Always ask questions. Always learn. You know what I'm saying? Always, always, always room for improvement. You know what I mean? And always stay humble. Humble and take everything with a grain of salt. Don't be big-headed. Don't be too snobby or too Hollywood, they'll say. You know what I mean? Always be humble. Always be down to earth. That's sage advice, man. That's sage advice. And and like I said, I, I, I genuinely have a lot of respect for what you're doing. Um, I didn't hesitate at all when, when Danny reached out to me, man. And, and I actually messaged him last week because I was like, dude, I was just listening to Deshaun while I was working out. And like I said, I had listened to Mariana before. And um, I, I just really enjoy your vibe, man. And I feel like um, you're carving out your own lane, man. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a hip hop connoisseur. I, I love hip hop. But like I said, I come from more of a a metal and rock, but the thing that always draws me in with hip hop are, are the storytellers, man. Um, you know, and yeah, it also believe it or not, back in the nineties, the heavy metal and rap was like almost like this, almost. It pretty much was like, like for example, like 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 MTV Spring Break. You know, what I mean, you want to see like what Guns and Roses, but you want to see Cypress Hill. Yeah, they were all backstage chilling with each other. You know what I mean? Or like Beastie Boys and or with what like with Aerosmith. You know what I mean? It definitely shows, it goes hand in hand. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think I think it still go carries on to this day. You know what I mean? Not just like with heavy metal and rap, but just heavy metal rap and then skateboarding as well. You know what I mean? That, I, I give all the credit to Daddy. Now that he introduced me to a whole skateboarding world, and they've been pretty much very embracing for embracing to me. So I open them, will open ours. The same way they open, they welcome me. So that's great to hear, man. And you're right. I mean, back in the day, um, you know, Ice T with Body Count, and they're they're still making music. Right. I feel like he was he was ahead of his time too. You know, with that, you mm-hmm. know, merging those worlds. And so, yeah, man, I, I feel like um, that's the beautiful thing about music. You know, it, it doesn't matter where you're from or you know what what your background is. I, I feel like at the end of the day, if, if somebody is authentic on the mic, it doesn't matter what genre it is. It translates, and that's that's how I feel about you, man. Genuinely, I, I feel like you you're really authentic behind the mic, and um, you know people who are fans of hip hop, I feel like are for sure gonna feel what you're doing. But even if people listen to this aren't aren't really into hip hop, but but are into storytelling, they need to check you out, man. So I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this and. I'm excited for what you've got coming next. So I'll just pause there. I'll definitely share the links in the podcast description. But, um, you know, what can you tell people about what you've got on deck for the rest of 2022, man? 
Oh, definitely. Um, uh, the closeout 2022. We got this another EP, Fly Lifestyle. Seven track joint entirely produced by my guy, uh, Four Lives from overseas. You know what I mean? So, definitely a nice camera to give out too much. We haven't come up with a day yet, but we're working on it right now. It's going to come out pretty much before the 2022 is over. And then, uh, I can't give you the exact date, but 2023, I'll be working on my uh, my full length album, you know, Carry Out on Shaw. So, stay forward and look for that. That's going to be 15 tracks. <clears throat> Gonna be on the major outlets. It's gonna come 2023. I don't know when, but it's for sure 2023. Because <laughs> that's the next thing I'll be working on. I'll jump jumping right into that after the release of uh, Fly Langston. Awesome, man. And 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 does this next one have have a, a theme like an overall theme to it as well? Without giving too uh, much yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's a little jazz thing, but I'm pretty sure y'all appreciate it. It's different from all the other projects. That's what we like to do. We like to give out different projects, different vibes, different feelings and whatnot. So definitely we like to cover that. So de definitely this one has another vibe, like another chamber. You know what I'm saying? So, I, But I'm pretty sure you guys would enjoy it. So, Sweet. Well, thanks again so much for taking the time. And like I said, I feel like I could talk to you for hours, but I don't want to hijack your entire Sunday afternoon other than to say, man, I'm, uh, I'm glad you're doing your thing. I'm glad you found the confidence behind the mic yeah, a few years ago. And uh, I'm glad that you've got this material you want to share, man, because with each release, like you said, it's like it's you, but it's always a little bit different. So I can't wait to hear the next one. Uh, for So for people listening, follow Shaw on Instagram at Shaw underscore Calhoun. And I'll have the links in the podcast description, but uh, definitely stay in touch, man. I really enjoyed this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely. I would definitely love to come back on. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely down. Well, Shaw, thanks again, man. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and let's definitely stay in touch, my guy. I really appreciate what you're doing, and um, and it's just cool to meet other people, man, who have found a love and a passion and are just trying to share it with the world because that's that's what I'm trying to do with, with this podcast, man, is just, just bring people together. I feel like there's a lot of division. There's a lot of vitriol, especially in America right now, and it's like not to sound self-righteous, but that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast is to just share those stories of perseverance and moving forward in the hopes that uh, it inspires whoever – listens to this to chase their dreams like you're doing too man so genuinely i appreciate the time i appreciate it man thanks for having me you're welcome man have a great rest of the weekend you too boss righty daddy there you have it that was my conversation with rapper shaw calhoun Make sure you follow him on Instagram at Shaw underscore Calhoun, and that is spelled S-H-A-W-C-A-L-H-O-U-N-E. The links to all of his stuff will be in the podcast description, so scroll down to the bottom of the podcast description for this episode. Follow him on Instagram and hit the link for all of his music and go support this dude. I'm a big fan of what he's doing, and I'm not just saying that because he was kind enough to come on this show Danny Nono, I consider a friend of the show, and now I consider Shaw Calhoun a friend of the show as well. So I just want to say big thank you again, Shaw, for taking the time to come on the March 4th with Mike Bauman podcast. I really appreciated the time and our conversation. And again, man, just keep doing your thing. I, I just think it's really cool how you had the courage to go after rap 
you know, especially coming up as an athlete and, and put in the work that you've put into this point to do your thing, man. And you're just, like I said, man, like a boxer, you're just, I feel like you're just going up the ranks, man, you know, with all the releases and, and I, you know, your latest release, my regards, I really enjoy as well, man. So Mariana got, got me on the Shaw train and I'm, and I'm staying on the Shaw train with my regards. So for all you hip hop fans out there, like I said, do not sleep on this dude. Do not sleep on Big Eleanor Records. They're doing big things. And, you know, the diversity of the roster and the people that Danny is working with at Big Eleanor, including Shaw, it's just really cool to see, man. And, again, I'm just super grateful that I've gotten the chance to come into contact with so many good people via social media. You know, with the times that we're in, you know, social media can be really crazy, as I've as I've talked about probably ad nauseum on this show, man. But, uh but it's really been good for me and it's really been good for this show and, and just the relationships that I've been able to, to, to foster, you know, meeting cool people like Shaw and Danny. So go support these cats once again at Shaw underscore Calhoun on Instagram. And I'll also put up the link for big Eleanor records in the podcast description as well. And that's a wrap y'all. I really appreciate again, everybody who's rolling with me for the podcast. It's, it's really awesome to see it grow you know, inch by inch and brick by brick. And it wouldn't be possible without all of the people who love and support me, not just friends and family, but people who I don't even know who are listening to the shows that I put out all around the world. I mean, I think the last time I looked, it was something crazy, like 14 or 15 different countries just in 2022 alone to see where the, where the podcast is at this year compared to 2021, to see where it was at in 2021 compared to 2020. It's growing incrementally, and it wouldn't be possible without all of the people who take the time to download the shows, to tell a friend, to tell a friend. Those of you who take the time to leave a rating and a review for the podcast, who like and subscribe, all of those things help. So as much as I hate begging for that stuff, I'm learning uh, to get my name out there. I actually got to sell myself a little bit. So if you would be so kind and you enjoyed that conversation with Shaw, please take the time to go on either Spotify or Apple and leave a rating or review for the show. It helps the show rank higher, and ultimately that gets this conversation out to more people. And that's what I want, man. I want to put more people onto Shaw and the great work he's doing behind the mic, man. And if you don't have Spotify or Apple, there's also uh, you know several different avenues that you can listen to this podcast everything from uh, let's see uh iheart uh the aforementioned spotify and apple the host site march4th.podbean.com so you don't even have to have it a podcast app you can just go to the site march4th.podbean.com and you can also leave a comment there so if you if you don't have spotify or apple that's cool um i'm trying to think of what else uh, amazon it's on i believe it's on audible uh, what is it? Pod Chaser. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of them. If you go to my link tree, man, it, it's got the links for everything on there. Google Podcasts. You can tell Alexa to play March 4th with Mike Bauman. So pretty much wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to the show, but it really helps a lot for the show if you take the time to like and subscribe. And you know that way you don't miss future episodes. You can check out past episodes um, on some of the streaming services. I think it limits it to like the past couple of months, but if you go to my website, march4th.podbean.com, you get a lot of the past episodes. I, in fact, I think they might all be there. But any hoosers, man, uh, if you like the show, please take the time to do that. It would mean a lot to me, and uh, it, it helps these artists. And and again, I, I do this because I love to do it. I'm, I'm a big fan of persevering and moving forward in life. I look myself in the mirror and, and motivate myself to do it. Change is hard. I've been a bit of a hermit this past year plus with some of the the difficult things that I've been through. But one thing I haven't stopped doing is this podcast because I really love it, man. So thank you from the bottom of my heart to everybody 
who rolls with the March 4th with Mike Bauman podcast. It truly means a lot. And on that note, I'm going to wrap it up. Once again, follow Shaw Calhoun on Instagram at Shaw underscore Calhoun. You can follow me at March 4th pod on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. And once again, the host site is March 4th podbean.com if you want to go to my link tree that's got the links for everything in the podcast description that i'm doing including past feature stories that i've written in the music world a little bio about what i do and where i've come from if this is your first episode and, and this is you hopping aboard the pirate ship right now thank you but uh but yeah man it's all there and just spread love and positivity y'all you know we're, we're coming up on the last few months of the year it's crazy that we're into september as of the release of this episode but uh, just take care of each other out there. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. You know, try to do something every single day to better yourself and, and to better your, you know, community around you. You know, even if it's just little things, holding the door for people, making somebody laugh, making somebody smile, being accountable at work, being accountable with your family and your loved ones, man. Like all of those things go a long way. You know, a lot of people think that you're not somebody if you're not famous or you don't have X amount of followers or, you know, whatever, man, if you don't make a certain amount of money. And, you know, all of that is bullcrap. You know, to be somebody, you just have to be a good person. And, and to me, being a good person is somebody who's accountable, somebody who doesn't judge other people, and somebody who's kind to other people, and somebody who's accountable to themselves. So just be good to each other, man. Let's close out the year on a high note. And on that note, I'm going to wrap it up by saying what I say on every single episode. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Courtesy of my man Shaw, off of his latest EP, My Regards, here is the opening track. Edelweiss. Peace. Yeah. 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 Yes, sir. Yo. This is crafted by the seashore. On my own, day and night, I'll be sure. Weaving, speeding through traffic, taking detours. Good gas and the fat ass couldn't be more. Every day is celebrated Daily I gave praise Cause this is what he created I'm odd enough to wink Links in the timid If run this shit I'm the leader Like the great Emmett Finna take this whole shit To its highest limits A nigga's trying to beef To watch you make brisket You wasn't there Think you truly missed it This shit is watered down now Just too simplistic You lack a talent But you're egotistic I'm far ahead Check the statistics Picture broad Running with the mystics Staying focused Running up the digits I can't imagine Being blacklisted no attacks that wouldn't dare to risk it. Shaw, Big Ella shit. Much love. Big shout out to everybody. Took the time out to listen to my regards. Thank you. Appreciate you.